You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss podcast, where we talk all things what's behind the bliss. (laughs) The title says it all. We talk about things that are highs and lows in life that we might experience, how we get through them with practicals and help. But really, I hope you just feel a little bit more met in whatever mess or situation that you find yourself in now. And it's crazy to think that we have been doing this for a few years and we have, like I said, grown up together. I used that phrase on Instagram a few days ago and it really like it resonated with a lot of us that I started doing this like right out of college, kind of right after we got married. And I've kind of been sharing my life on Instagram really since college. So to think that some of us, if we have been friends online for a while, have walked together a lot of different seasons from college to engagement to marriage to maybe you're a mom now to multiples kind of like me. Don't know where you are, but just crazy to think that we've been doing this together for a while. If you're new here, I want to say welcome and I can't wait to continue to do life with you. I am the girl who is happy to go first. I will step on the ice, make sure it's sturdy for all of us. And if the ice breaks, great. We can all kind of fall through. That's where I am. That's who I am. That's why I do what I do. And so this podcast is just a platform where I get to be me completely, authentically, 100%. No, really, apologies. We have failed together. We have laughed together. We have had incredible conversations. And why am I so dang sentimental right now? I think it's because I'm recording 28 things I've learned in 28 years. And we've just celebrated another birthday together. My birthday really is January 5th. So if you're listening to this when it comes out, then we are a month late. But it's okay. I really wanted to make sure these 28 things were legit and good and I could think through them. And I'm excited to share them because some of them are silly and some of them are actually really good and thought-provoking. Then I just think this is going to be a fun little episode. I'm really thankful that you're joining me. Hey, housekeeping things first. I want you to know a few things. Um, Number one, if you are not on our email list, I want you to get onto it. It's just so fun. First off, I shameless plug. It's really one of the best email lists that I'm on personally. And I I love our emails. They're so cool. Um, We share links, things that I'm liking and loving and using, recommendations, things that I didn't really love, highs and lows. I share encouragement. You get a little bit more behind the scenes of my daily life and what life looks like over here at the Autries, which is chaos, but we love it. We really just share everything. It's like a no filter newsletter kind of thing. So I would love for you to hop on that if you're not already. You can do that by texting the word bestie, B-E-S-T-I-E to the number 55444. And we'll just ask you for your email and that'll automatically get you on the list. So you start getting the ones that we start sending out from there on forward. But here's why I think that they're so important. One, in case the algorithm gets in the way, like I love Instagram, but sometimes it's easy to miss things, then you can make sure that you know um, know things and that you're up to date or 
I would hate for you to miss out on the amazing sweater set from Amazon that I've been raving about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you will once you're on the newsletter, things like that. Um, Two, I also want to honor you. Like if you are trying to step away from social media, but you don't want to miss out on things, this is a really great way for you to unplug, but still be in the loop. So there's that. Okay. And then it also gives me a little bit more space to be more me, be more raw. Um, and then really like make sure that I'm telling you <laughs> things that really matter. So anyways, that's just a cool way for us to connect and keep up. And I want you to be on that. And then one of the biggest reasons, which I'm kind of excited to tell you about, actually, I'm not kind of, I'm extremely excited to tell you about. There are a lot of fun changes happening around here that you will be in the know about before anybody else. And that's always really cool. Slash, if you're on our email list, then we know for a fact that you are our people. Okay. And those people are the people that we want input from. Um, if we are trying to figure out a certain direction, we oftentimes ask our email newsletters, what you think? Because you're the people that would never leave us astray. So there's all that. Okay. If you haven't gotten the gist, you need to hop on our email list. It's just so dang fun. We are so grateful for our email subscribers and I don't want you to miss anything. So hop on there. We have some really exciting news that went out in this past email newsletter that I want you to know about if you if you missed it or remind you about if you did hear it. It's one of our things, like our secrets we're spilling. But Instagram has this really cool feature where you can become a subscriber. I don't know if you've seen that. It's really neat. This is where you can get a closer look inside my days, how I manage our home, exclusive access to different launches we have coming, Instagram lives that are just for subscribers, and exclusive giveaways. So much more, guys. We have so many fun things planned. So don't worry. My regular content won't be changing. This is just a fun extra way for us to share more in a candid way what's going on in my life and to serve you better. So I want to make sure before diving into the whole Instagram subscription world that it would be worth it to be a subscriber. And I can promise you this, that it totally is. It's going to be a fun place to hang out, leave with some encouragement, all the things. So to do that, head over to Instagram at rachel.autry to subscribe. And it's the price of one coffee per month. So it's $4.99 a month. Literally give up one coffee and you get the additional stories, access to hidden posts, biggest discount codes we're ever going to give out, extra reels, exclusive lives, subscriber badge, subscriber only group chats, like secret giveaways, all my favorite things. You're not going to want to miss out. It's amazing. So I will add the link for you to become a subscriber in our show notes today, or just go ahead and head over to Instagram. Easy to do from there, but I'll see you over there. Okay, let's do it. Let's get to the 28 things that I've learned in 28 years. These are so fun. Like I said, some are silly, some are legit. So stick with me. Number one, houseplants are just the best. Okay, like if you are looking at something in your house and you're like, man, like I really need to add a little bit of decor there or spice or spunk. Don't go to TJ Maxx or Hobby Lobby or your local furniture store, whatever. Don't just like skip it and get a houseplant. My favorite one that you cannot kill either is like a pathos. I don't know if you're saying that right. Pathos, pothos. A snake plant is one of those that's really great. A ZZ plant, really hard to kill. And then my personal favorite, ivies. Ivies are pretty much like they're just going to hang on with you for forever and ever. And they grow and they're beautiful and they like spill over on the things, which adds a lot of depth and texture to a space. I love it. Home or houseplants are amazing and they actually purify the air around you. So the more houseplants, 
<laughs> the more pure your air is going to be, apparently. But um, I'm looking at three right now that I love. So again, you can get that from a local nursery or um, they actually have places online that you can buy plants. I think like plants.com. I've actually worked on a few campaigns with them. This one is not sponsored. I just really love them. Legit. Um, plants.com. Great ones that you can pick from. That's number one. Number two, say yes to help, even if it seems like it could end up being a burden to you or to them. Okay. There's so many times I've shot down help that I'm like, no, 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 no. It'll be, you know, more chaotic for me to have to explain to you how I do this, whatever, whatever. Um, Or I feel like I'm going to be a burden to them. I just have had to nix that, like get rid of that thought and mindset in my mind and be like, yeah, actually, it might be crazier for you to help me, but I would rather have the extra set of hands or I would rather have that dinner, whatever, and figure it out than have to do everything on my own. I'm just at that place in life. Okay. Number three, don't Google health things. I feel like this should have been something I've learned way before in my life, but especially with having two kids now, I will Google like, oh no, Oliver is drooling when he gets put in his car seat. What do I do? And then it's going to lead to like, oh no, like, the worst things you could ever imagine having to a baby comes up as your results. And so it's not good for me. It induces fear and anxiety that shouldn't be there. Chances are what they're telling you is wrong anyways. So ask your health provider your questions, okay? Or phone a friend that you know is in healthcare. Um, Especially also when it comes to like reproductive health, I feel like I have a lot of questions around my period. I don't know why I'm always like, what's happening? So um, one of my favorite apps is called Flow. It's great for period tracking. Um, And then if you just want to be educated about your health so you don't have to Google as many things, especially if you're a woman, then I highly suggest the book called Woman Code. Uh, It's amazing by Alicia Vitti, I'm pretty sure is the author. I would triple check that and put it in the show notes for you. Um, It's incredible. It explains your reproductive health to you in a way that honestly sex ed in, in high school could never. So highly recommend it. Number four. I really feel like I have learned to honor my body well and learn what she needs and give that to her, pat her on the back more often instead of trying to fit my body into what I think it needs to be. So, for example, um, there is a really great book that my friend Jess Connolly wrote. Highly suggest it as well. I'll put all these recommendations, of course, in our show notes. You all know that. Um, But it is all about honoring your body and what does it look like to kind of step away from this mindset and perspective that we've maybe been fed through generations, through culture, whatnot, and really just like loving our body for who she was created to be, which is amazing. For some of us, it means it's brought us babies and life. Some of us, it has taken us to really deep depths of sickness or illness, disease, whatever. Um, But I think to step away and remove almost our minds from our body and be able to give our bodies credit for what she's doing. And then in also going a little deeper, giving our creator credit for what he's created our bodies to do in the midst of a broken world is crazy to think about. Like we have survived our hardest days. We have fought battles inside of us that we never knew existed because we were able to keep health because our bodies protect us. That is crazy. Our bodies also give us an insight to how we're doing emotionally and spiritually and relationally by giving us like flushed cheeks when we're embarrassed or a fast heart rate when we're anxious. And so listening to our body and honoring it really can give us so much more health and the rest of our life as well. So number four, learning to honor my body. It has been a really fun but lengthy process. Number five, 
make a list of things that bring you life that you can whip out when you feel low. I have a list of things that make me happy just to remind myself like, hey, these things are something that you can go do when you feel like, you know, the day's a little dingy or it's rainy outside, it's dreary, you don't feel like doing anything. Okay, what's something that makes Rachel happy? Like what brings me a little bit more oomph to my day? And this list has really helped me, especially in some postpartum dates when you just stay in your jammies all day. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? This really has helped me a ton. So some of my things on my list are I love instrumental jazz, like just playing it around my house. It's just so fun. Um, I love making tea any time of day. I really also have found it helpful to get out of my pajamas or to find a cute set of pajamas that I can at least like pull my hair back, do some quick makeup and feel a bit more put together. That changes everything for me. So find the things that can like lift you up to change things. I know that sounds super vain, but it really does supercharge my day in a way that gives me so much more clarity. I can go and do the things that I am called to go do and show up for. So yeah, make your list. And then number six, do the same, the whole make your list thing, but for people in your life that you know you can go to when you need them. I can't tell you how many times I have been in a weird place where I'm like, I know I have people I can call right now to make me dinner, to help me with my dog, like to walk Remy, um, to help me with bath time when I feel like my hands are too full. Like I have these people in my life, but for some reason, for some reason, all those names go out my ears and like fly out the window when I am needing the most. And so make a list in your phone. I literally have it called my village in my phone. And I have a list for people that have offered to bring me dinner I am happy to cash in that check. It's like, hey, Sarah, you told me one day that you're going to bring me burritos on a hard day. Today's that hard day. Is it too late to bring me burritos or whatever leftovers you have in your fridge? Um, people that are like, hey, like, I'm happy to help like walk your dog or, hey, I love baby cuddles. Call me anytime you need me. Like write that name down because those people hopefully mean what they say and I'm sure would love help, which goes back to number two, which is say yes to help. So Make a list for the people in your life that you know you can go to when you need them because it'll be easy to forget those people when you do need them. Number seven, find meals that work for your family and don't be afraid to repeat them, okay? Um, We make, I feel like, baked spaghetti all the time. We also make burritos, like enchiladas, all the time. Uh, We also love a good chili. Just have it on the stove all afternoon. Let it simmer, okay? But there's something wrong with repeating meals. I don't know. Sometimes I get in my own head and I'm like, oh, but we just had spaghetti last week. But no one really cares. Okay, this is something that Kendra Adachi at The Lazy Genius taught me. She has The Lazy Genius Way, another great book. She also has a podcast, The Lazy Genius Podcast, and she's been on our podcast before. And she's all about helping you make life easier. And this is one of her rules that's like, find the thing that works and just stick with it. So if you have Monday through Friday, like Monday is breakfast night, Tuesday is spaghetti night, Wednesday is taco night, Thursday, whatever, like just repeat it. Okay. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I need to hear that again because we're trying to meal plan for this next week and I'm stressed. So yeah, find meals that work for your family. Don't be afraid to repeat them. Um, Take pictures. Candid, if possible, is my number eight. I love that one. Take the picture. There are so many times I think I get in my own head again. (laughs) Do you hear that so often in this episode? I get in my own head. I get in my own way. Um, It's just something that I'm working through. But sometimes I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not dressed well. I don't want to be remembered in this outfit or 
oh, I should go brush my teeth before I take a picture. And in reality, like we might miss the moment. And so not that there should be extra pressure induced here, but I do want to tell you, like, don't be afraid to get in the picture, to take the picture, get in front of the camera. Like, I want you to be remembered for these moments. And sometimes the best moments, the best memories, the pictures that are captured are the ones that are candid. So I've been really trying to be more diligent in this especially as a mom, because I have so many pictures on my phone of my kids or my kids with Thomas, but I don't really have many of me unless it's a selfie. And so I've actually been putting my self timer or really just whipping out my phone and putting it on video mode and just recording a moment. And I can't tell you the amount of beautiful, like precious interactions I've caught between Maddox and Oliver. Um, I've seen faces that Maddox has made when he's looking at me that have just lit my heart on fire that I didn't know. Like, wow, he looks at me that way. You know, he's fond of me. He likes me. Things like that that are really precious. I don't know how else to say it. So I think setting up your phone, capturing moments, being okay, hopping in the picture, being confident, finding that confidence and knowing that when we're gone, like these are the moments that are going to be remembered in the books, on the phone, people looking through slideshows like this is going to be it. So, um, yeah, I hate to induce more pressure, but be more OK being in the picture, no matter what you look like, no matter where you are or what you're doing. Take it. Number nine, be careful of what you put in your mind the first thing of the day. That's good. I need to hear this again. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's easier for me to roll over in the morning and open my phone and look at all the like the red notifications and just want to clear them. So I'll check my email. I'll check my texts. I'll look if I have any missed calls. I will um, hop on Instagram and see if there's, you know, <laughs> like a DM where people, someone might need me. And none of that is necessary. And none of it's really healthy. I'm feeding my mind in the morning me. Like I'm like, okay, who needs me? What do I need to do? Uh, what information is important for me to know before I start my day? And the answer to all of those is really simple. Like, I really, I, like, I hope this doesn't seem super legalistic because, of course, there's grace, all right? Like, if someone calls you in the middle of the night, like, you need to call them back if it's important. But I hope you hear me say what we put in our mind first thing when we wake up is delicate. Like, that is a delicate moment that I am trying to consider more weighty than I have before. So I'm trying to not touch my phone until I go get my children out of bed or I spend time with Jesus or do something that's going to add value and importance to my day more than answering a text or a DM or an email ever could. Um, I just think like tithing, the idea of tithing and money, you give the Lord your first fruits, the 10%. And I think that it's so important that we maybe even consider giving him the first fruits of our day. And that from there, there's a lot more of an overflow than us working from a place of stress if we happen to see an email that wasn't meant for us to see in that moment, because it's all it's going to be on our mind while we're making breakfast for our kids or while we're trying to do our quiet time. We like can't get out of our head that Nancy really needs this X, Y, Z um, and we get caught up. So anyways, trying to just be careful of what I put in my mind first thing of the day. Number 10, check your expectations. I feel like this just goes without being said. That a lot of times I'm frustrated because my reality doesn't meet my expectation. So if I take a step back and I say, I 
should have had a great date night because everything went well and Thomas was really intentional. But for some reason, I thought we were going to have this beautiful romantic dinner and Thomas took me to the movies and nothing's wrong with going to the movies. But because I thought we were going to go to dinner and he might even buy me flowers, I'm mad we went to the movies. Does that make sense? But going to the movies was beautiful and cool and was exactly what we needed. And we loved the movie and we even got popcorn. But for some reason, that wasn't enough because I had something else in my head. So I just learned to check and lose my expectations at the door and just be excited and grateful for the things that are coming through. I love that. And they can also go deeper. I don't know if that is your walk through trying to start a family, check your expectations. If that is you're in the dating scene, check your expectations. If you are um, a mom and you just have this idea of how the day should go, but you got toddlers, girl, check those expectations, okay? Number 11 is really good and I actually learned at the very beginning of last year. It's let your emotions run through your body. If you're sad, cry. If you're anxious, shake or dance it out. And fun fact, it actually only takes our brain and our body 90 seconds to connect and for the emotion to run through us so that we can then regulate. So think if you're irregulated or dysregulated, I don't know what the word that would be. Irregulated? Yeah. If you're out of regulation and your body is just a little freaking out and your, and your anxiety is through the roof or you're experiencing some kind of panic, like honor that. And I think our culture has told us to like stuff it down. Don't be anxious. Don't be panicked. And yes, like don't be anxious. We're called to that in the Bible. Like that's what scripture says. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything give thanks. And so because like we kind of said earlier, God's created our body to work through those emotions. We need to allow our body to work through the emotions instead of trying to like crumple them up and throw them out because that doesn't work. It actually just gets stuff deeper. So if we honor the 90 seconds, we honor the emotion, be like, dang, I'm really upset right now and I feel those tears like at my eyes. I need to go find a safe place or find a safe person to go and just do this with. And for 90 seconds, let it run through your body and you will find refreshment and you'll be revived. And I think you would find so much peace and value in the refreshment that comes afterwards from just honoring those emotions, letting them ride the course, ride the wave. Number 12, get savvy. Trade. Find ways to serve someone else. So for example, if I need a date night and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to have to come out of pocket X amount for a babysitter, then think about another couple that you can swap a date night with. So another couple that has kids that you say, we'll watch yours this week and then maybe you watch ours next week so we can both have a date night. Like get savvy and find ways that maybe if you in your mind are like, oh, I can't afford that. I can't do that. Go and find it elsewhere. Search online. Find it for a different price, okay? Trade something. If it's, oh man, I need headshots and you're creative, find another photographer that you could trade headshots with. So basically just know that you have value and you can trade and get savvy with your gift and your experiences and really bless somebody else and serve someone else in the process of being blessed and served. It's crazy. It's cool. Number 13, it is insane what being outside can do for your heart and your mind. We have actually been adding up our hours for the thousand hour outside challenge. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's this big goal to basically spend a thousand hours outside in a year, which if you think through that, it's a lot. Like if you break it down, you're going to be tempted to be the person that divides a thousand by 365 and think, oh my goodness, that's like almost three hours outside a day. That is wild. And although, yeah, like you could be the person to spend three hours outside every day, but that's not necessary. Just even spending an hour outside. Think about 
uh, eating lunch outside if you can, reading a book outside if you can, taking a walk whenever the weather is nice, uh, bundling up if it's not so nice, and just sitting outside with your cup of coffee. Find a creative way to get outside because nature has been created to heal as well. And I have just been a little bit more fond of the great outdoors from doing this whole process. It's actually been funny when Maddox will wake up from a nap, he'll ask to go outside first thing now, which is like it blows my mind. I'm so grateful because outside has really found its way to heal me. We love grounding. So sometimes we don't even wear our shoes. I think if I have said that, my dad would cringe like he hated the idea of us being outside without shoes on. But it's grounding to be able to feel the ground literally beneath your feet. It's another great way to regulate yourself and your emotions if you're feeling out of whack. So yeah, it's just insane what being outside can do for you, for your heart and your mind. Brings you inspiration, some clarity, also vitamin D from the sun. We need it. So there's that. Number 14, be kind to yourself. Okay. I've been filtering my thoughts thinking, oh, would I say this to a friend? And thinking with that perspective, it's kind. if it's kind and it's valuable, I'll use it to encourage me. And if it's not, I'll toss it out. Easy. Number 15, audiobooks are so fun. They also can be the worst. I have read some audiobooks that I didn't really love the voices of the characters. But if you don't really have time to read or it's tough for you to like hold a book in your hands, an audiobook can be the way to go. Whether it's nonfiction or fiction, I'm just going to challenge you. Go read, quote unquote, go read an audiobook or go listen to an audiobook. It's really fun. It's just a fun way to spend your time over listening to music or something. Number 16, when you experience a lack of peace or some kind of anxiety, kind of we've talked about earlier in the episode, ask yourself what it is about the circumstance that's propelled those feelings and then find ways to work around or to get rid of them. So I'm going to just bring up a random example that I can think of at the top of my head. But sometimes getting out the door with kiddos is stressful. I'm not going to say sometimes. Most of the time, getting out of the kids with kids is stressful, especially now that we have a newborn and we have Maddox, a toddler, who both of them are so fun, but they're in different seasons of life and need different things. So whenever I am anxious about getting out the door because I forgot the socks upstairs or I forgot Maddox's shoes upstairs or something, something, I've now instead brought the socks downstairs and they live in a drawer in our living room. And that seems wild to think, oh, man, she keeps socks downstairs. My answer is yes, because I don't want to have to keep running upstairs to get the socks. So how did I come to this realization? I should keep socks downstairs for everybody. It's from the stressful moment of me thinking this does not work for us and then thinking through what can I do to make it work. Um, Another one is when I pick up Maddox from school, he always wants a snack. And so now I've kept like a snack box. I'm sure everybody else does this too. This is not genius, but to keep a snack box in my car so that when he needs snack, I'm not having to dig through the diaper bag to realize I've left all the snacks at home. So this has been something that's been really helpful for me is to not only just try to decompress in the moment, but to ask myself the hard question, why do I feel the way I feel and could I have done something different? And if the answer is yes, then I'll change it because chances are I'll feel that anxiety again because life can be crazy, you know? Number 17, look at your schedule and figure out what stressors there are and solve those problems as well. So I'm not just thinking through your day and the logistics of your day. I'm also going to ask you and I have asked myself about my schedule. So if I have a moment, I think to myself and I ask myself, what is it that I can do now that I won't be able to do later? So if there's dishes sitting in the sink, 
I can do those later when Maddox is up from his nap. But when he's down for his nap, what is something I can do right now that I won't be able to do once he's awake? And for me, that's rest. Let's read a book. That is get some work done because I don't want to be on my laptop the whole time he's downstairs, things like that. So I kind of try to rework my schedule based around different stressors or different things I need to get done based on priority. And it's been really helpful for me. I've enjoyed my days a lot more after doing that. Number 18, if you think something kind, say it, especially when it's about somebody else. There have been so many times I think like head compliments is what I call them. So I'll see someone, I'm like, man, her hair is beautiful today. Like one of my friends. And I'm like, hey, I love that hairstyle. You go, girl. Or um, if I think, man, they're home. I always feel so invited when I go to their home. Like I want to go spend time over there. I need to make sure that thought becomes external and tell them, be like, hey, I just want you to know, I love coming to your house. It's always peaceful. I feel so cozy and welcomed. It's, I'm really grateful to be here. Those compliments can be the extra thing somebody needs that day. Uh, Then also, I think it does something for us when we share the beauty that we see in other people. Um, I think it calls beauty to ourselves. Not that it makes us more beautiful, but I think it really does refine our mind. So Lisa Turker says, you steer where you stare. And it's true. You're going to steer your vehicle where you're focused. And if you're focused on the really hard things in life, then life's going to seem really hard. But if you call to mind those things that you love, that you're seeing, those compliments, those kind things, and you say it out loud with your mouth, I think that we could see a completely difference, a complete difference in our attitude. Number 19, there's nothing wrong with a brown kitchen. This one seems silly. But the last few years, we have been traveling around the country uh, through pilot training. And I just remember getting into our base living situation because we lived on an Air Force base in Mississippi and being really, I guess, like not upset. That's not the right word because I'm not <laughs> I'm not this shallow, but like wanted to do something about our kitchen. I'm also like a fun DIYer, love a good project. And of course, you can't really like paint the kitchen in a rental house. That's not how that works. But I just was itching to make it white, bright, beautiful because that's what Pinterest and Instagram told me I needed. And I wish someone would have told me earlier, there's nothing wrong with a brown kitchen. Okay. (laughs) I have so many friends with brown kitchens and I love their homes and there's nothing wrong with it. So if you are someone that has laminated cabinets or you are someone that has a brown kitchen, like you're fine you're good. You're not You're not missing the mark because your kitchen looks different than somebody else's. You can read into this as deeply as you want it because this kind of goes back to the whole expectation thing. But I just felt like this is something specific that was funny and needed to be shared. Maybe there's somebody else out there that needs to know there's nothing wrong with a brown kitchen. Uh, number 20, spending time with Jesus isn't about learning more about ourselves. It's about getting to know God and then in return, we'll find things to love about ourselves or corrections about ourselves too. I'm going to say that again because I think we all need to hear it. But spending time with Jesus is not about learning more about ourselves. It's about getting to know God and his character. I'm just going to leave it there. Number 21, to kind of add to this thought, but spending time with Jesus isn't about learning something new. It's just about finding intimacy with him. There have been a lot of times I've walked away from my quiet time and I'm thinking, I have no idea what I just read about in Habakkuk, or I'm going to have to go research that later. I'm not sure what that meant. But the fact that I spent time with Jesus, like 
it just brings me closer to him. Or one day I'll remember. Or um, what I prayed before I even started my quiet time, I was able to see the fruit of it later. Like spending time with him is not always about learning something new and adding something to our tool belt. It's just about getting closer with him and feeling more like his friend. Number 22, I've stopped looking at food as bad food, good food, cheap food, junk food, healthy food, etc. Now I just look at food that will fuel me and food that's for fun. You can't live just off of fun food and then only living off of fuel isn't fun. So we need both of them, right? So I'm like, hey, is this food going to help me be more efficient today? No? Okay. Maybe I won't choose to eat that for breakfast. Um, But cinnamon rolls for breakfast with friends over at the house, that's so dang fun. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, Having, I don't know, like a grain bowl for lunch. That is going to fuel me up so well to go to the park later and spend time with my boys. Having Chick-fil-A like actually gives me hives because of the gluten. So I'm probably going to choose not to have that because I want to feel well for the rest of the day. So that's kind of how I've started looking at food rather than it being like cheap food, junk food, bad food, good food, healthy food, if that makes sense. And it's really, I think, done a lot of good for me and my heart. Number 23, always carry a charger with you at all times. And I'm going to add snacks. Always carry a charger and snacks with you at all times. If you're looking for a portable charger, I have one I love. I'll link it in the show notes. But always have that thing charged and in your bag. I don't know if you're like me, but my phone just like cannot keep a battery. Maybe because like I work on my phone um, or because my phone is just from 2019. I don't know, but it's really frustrating. So always carry a charger with you. And then I'm going to add snacks because, you know, snacks is always good to have to. Number 24, carry a good book with you too for those downtimes, whether you're at the doctor in the waiting room, or maybe you're waiting on a prescription to be filled, if you're waiting for grocery pickup or carpool line. It's just always more fun than scrolling, I promise. Okay. Um, And then I'm going to add this 24.5, like 24 and a half. Number 24 and a half, join your local library and get a library card. This is a great way to save money with reading because I think like books can run anywhere from like 14 to 25 dollars if you're getting like a hardcover book so just get something from the library it's free okay getting a library card is really fun it feels empowering and like the next step in adulthood so if you don't have a library card go do that this week and then tag me because I want to see you do it okay number 25 finding a playlist that's made of songs from your high school era is actually healing (laughs) I said it I'm like I have um pretty girl rock on a playlist and it is like the best song to listen to when I'm just in a foul mood. That's my pick me up song. I wish I could say it's worship, but it's typically Akon, Rihanna, Drake, um, all the goodies and the oldies from high school. So make a playlist of all your favorite fun dance songs and just go for it. Number 26. We are almost there, people. Thanks for sticking with me. Voicemails and voice memos are superior. I love getting a good voice memo. I always get so excited about listening to them. I will say sometimes I forget to respond, but they're still so fun. So if you DM me on Instagram, a lot of times I'll respond with voice memos because it's just easier for me to answer it that way. I mean, unless you're asking for like a link or a quick yes or no. But if you're like, hey, I need your advice on or hey, what did you do about blah, blah, blah. A lot of times I'll just voice memo and it's so fun for me to leave them. It's also so fun for me to get them. So if you like, <laughs> I'm going to ask, I'm just going to ask shame, like shamelessly. If you um want to hop in your DMs and send me a voice memo today after listening to this, like we could be voice memo pals. <laughs> I'll totally voice memo you back. It's like my favorite thing ever. Might I say even my love language. 
And then on that note, but a little different, number 27, silence is okay. There are a lot of times that I'm needing nothing. I think it leaves a lot of room and space for inspiration, imagination. It leaves a lot of room for the Holy Spirit to chat with me or to download some things to me that I need to know or to be reminded of or be comforted with. So silence is totally okay. I don't know if you've ever taken a silent car ride. If you're like me, chances are you haven't. Um, But if you have a home to yourself, like don't turn on the TV, don't turn on music or a podcast, or maybe like pause this podcast that you're listening to right now and just allow there to be some silence. It's beautiful. It really is so beautiful. And then number 28, my favorite, get the guac and get the queso. Always splurge in a Mexican restaurant. So if you're trying to like save money, I get it. But I still think you should get the guac and the queso. It's so good. I've never regretted getting guac and queso. I'll just say that. Like, there's a lot of things in life I would do different, but I would never go back and be like, oh, I shouldn't have gotten the guac. Shouldn't have gotten the queso, especially if it's tableside guacamole. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. One day we need to do a meetup and it needs to be at a Mexican restaurant and we just have this massive bowl of queso in the middle of the room. That would be my dream come true. So, yes. Those are my 28 things. Like I said, some silly and some that took me a lot of intention and time to learn. Um, And I will also say this, that I don't feel like I've mastered this list. So don't hear me say 28 things I've done well in 28 years. This is me saying 28 things I've learned or am learning from the past 28 years. And I'm sure at the next episode in a year from now, when it's 29 things I've learned from 29, I might even have some things I disagree with from this episode. You might even have some things you disagree with from this episode, but these are just things I'm learning. And that's why I love this podcast so much is that we're doing this all together and we're growing and we're learning. And like I said earlier, we're adulting and growing up together. And so I, again, I just need you to know, I'm so grateful to be able to do this with you. I don't take it lightly. It's my favorite job on the planet besides being a mom and a wife is being able to hang out with you guys behind the microphone and in real life, which we have some of those opportunities coming up, which is why you should definitely be on our email list. So like I said earlier, you can join us on the email list by texting bestie to 55444. Totally leave me a voice memo. Okay, if you do anything today, do that for sure on Instagram at Rachel.Autry. Don't forget, this is your reminder that you can become an Instagram subscriber. This is what we call soft launch, which means it's just very low key. We're telling you about it here and now because y'all are our people. If you're listening to the podcast, especially if you've listened to the past 37 minutes, you're definitely my person. So you should become a subscriber. And we're going to talk more about that on Instagram later. So if you need a reminder, it'll be over there. Or if you just want to hang out on Instagram, you can always find me at rachel.autry. Hop in our inbox in the email if you want to chat or you have a question or any kind of input. You can email us at hello at behindtheblisspodcast.com. And I'm definitely going to ask you because it means the world to me every time we get one. But would you consider leaving a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to? You can do that on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you're loving. Rate us. Of course, five stars, please. We love that so much. We're grateful to be able to read these. It gives us good feedback and lets us know what you're loving and what you're listening to. And it just pumps us up because sometimes behind the microphone, behind the desk, doing all the admin work that our team does, it can feel a little lonely. So to know you're out there and you're listening and you're cheering us on, it just, yeah, it brings us a lot of life and we laugh a lot about it. 
Y'all are the best. And no matter if this is your first episode you listen to or this is your 200th or something because you've listened to every single one of them, just know how grateful I am for you. I'm giving you a massive virtual hug right now, and I can't wait to hopefully meet you in real life soon. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode. Thank you.